Welcome to the 15-Minute Client Podcast, the show for coaches and experts who want consistent, high-paying clients. It's for those coaches and experts who are tired of the complex automations. They're tired of the hair-raising tech. They're tired of the convoluted funnels. They just want simplicity. If that's you, the 15-Minute Client Podcast is for you. Hey, this is Luke Charlton here, and welcome back to another episode of the 15-Minute Client Podcast. Very excited to have you here on this beautiful Monday afternoon, although I'm still a little bit sick, but that's okay. I've got some value to deliver you today, <laughs> despite this. I think it's a combination of monkeypox and COVID, maybe. Monkey COVID, something like that. Anyway, um, so this is probably the final episode I'm going to be doing in this series. It's called uh, The Unique Mechanism Case Study. So if you've been following this series, I'm going to give you an update on what happened with the campaign. If you haven't heard The Unique Mechanism Case Study campaign, I recommend going back and just searching for those episodes. Um, uh, just search Unique Mechanism in my podcast list. Start from episode one. This is the fourth in the series. And I went through how um, I started with a, a new client, how I approached their campaign, what I did to improve it and launched it and so what I am going to be doing in this episode is giving you a an overview of um, what happened with that campaign so just a little bit of a recap the um, the campaign the the hook that we were launching with it was a five-day challenge by the way is what we were promoting and it's, it's a bit windy in here I've just come into some shelter here um, the campaign was promoting a five-day challenge and previously, when, before the client was working with me, they were promoting, the headline was something generic like, you know, build a six-figure funnel. Um, an automated funnel was like the headline. Build an automated funnel. Something very generic like that. So I kind of got researched what their product was, asked them a lot of questions and figured out, okay, one of the things that made it diff- different was that they use Zoom for these challenges and they're very high touch. And, um, and so we called them Zoom challenges as opposed to, a regular five-day challenge where you just go into a Facebook group and you just do a Facebook Live. So I thought, oh, that's kind of different, so let's start with that. Anyway, so we launched the campaign. The hook was um, how to sign $18,000 clients with Zoom challenges, because that's what she signs, very high-ticket clients. And um, the first couple of, the image ads that I launched with, they were very expensive clicks. They were like 10 or $11, so I turned those off. But the video ads were doing really well. We're getting clicks for about three or four dollars, and the opt-ins were around um, fifteen dollars, which was really good. So I thought, okay, the video ads are working. What I'm going to do is I'm going to scale the campaign because our budget was fifteen k, and at that stage we're only spending a couple hundred bucks a day. So we need to scale to start filling people into the five-day challenge. So I duplicated the uh, the video ads. I launched them at whatever it was, $500 a day. Um, and the, the cost per click stayed the same, but something very weird happened. People just stopped opting, stopped opting in. And, uh, and if you listen to my, a few episodes ago, no, it was nothing to do with the way that the campaign was set up. It was set up totally fine. Um, I'd, I've never actually seen this before. So they, the cost per click stayed around $3, $4, and they just stopped, stopped opting in. So I... What, what, I did, what you do in that stage at, when that happens is you, like I assumed it was probably a tech problem, right? So the first thing you want to do when that happens, right? When people are clicking and they're not opting in, number one, just make sure your campaign is set up correctly. Like, have you chosen the, 
or um, the conversions objective, that's um, what Facebook used to call it. They recently updated it to the, um, they had, there's five categories now. One of them, one of the final two is leads and sales. You want the sales objective. Even if you're trying to generate subscribers, it's just the best quality traffic. Anyway, make sure you've got the right objective. Make sure that you um, are, you know, that you're, that Facebook is tracking correctly because you could be getting opt-ins even though it's not showing up in your ads manager. So that's the second thing I did. I spoke to the client, I said, okay, are we actually getting opt-ins? And no, people weren't actually opting in. Uh, well, when I say they weren't, it was just the cost per lead went from like 15 bucks to like $50. Again, really weird, very, very strange. And um, this is obviously very, you know, this is what probably one of the more stressful part. This is the most stressful part being an ads manager is because and she said this to me in the beginning, like, you know, this, this basically this better work because my revenue and my team's income relies on your new hook performing for us, right? So talk about pressure. And so anyway, so the ads, the people just stopped opting in. And so we checked, okay, is it, are they, is it just a tracking problem with Facebook? And we looked at her email system and like, no, they weren't actually opting in. Okay. So the cost per click is the same. The cost per lead has just gone through the roof. Um, so what else could it be? Is it a tech problem? So I looked at the looked at the landing page. Um, and hang on a sec, there's a truck here. Okay, the truck's gone. Um, yeah, is it like a landing page problem? Maybe the, or may, do I even have the right links for the ads? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why they w would be wrong because I'm, again, I just duplicated a previous ad and just launched it at a higher budget. So anyway, check the landing page. Um, we made a couple of edits, like just to remove some copy to simplify it a bit, but by and large, you know, the page was good. Um, so that really wasn't a problem. And by this stage, we'd, we'd spent like, I think we'd spent about, I, I, and then I tested some lead ads. So lead ads are generally lower quality and yeah, they were lower quality. They didn't, um, they didn't get many leads, like subscribers to the signups to the five day challenge. So at this stage, I'm like, you know, really stressing because we spent, I think about $5,000 and we hadn't got like the lead cost, I think it was about 30, 35 bucks overall. So we hadn't had that many people opt in. Um, so very, very stressful. And um, I, you know, I tried different images, we tried different videos, and people just stopped, stopped opting in, even with the cost per click around three or four dollars, very weird. Um, so what I put it down to is we're probably getting curiosity clicks, like people were um, seeing the, I think the Zoom, the word Zoom or Zoom challenges, and they were probably thinking it was something that when they got to the opt-in page, they're like, wait a minute, this is not what I thought it was, and then they just left, right? That's probably, that's my only explanation is that we're getting curiosity clicks. Um, even though it was very clear from my perspective anyway, the, the, the headline in the ad, right, the, the message in the ad matched exactly what the landing page said, um, but again, that's anything I can put it down to. So anyway, you can't really argue it, you just have to kind of make your decisions based off, it doesn't really matter why they left or not, it's just the fact that they were leaving, right? So we've got to, we've got to base our decisions based on what people are doing. And so I made the decision, I said, hey, what we're gonna have to do, because people aren't opting into this, um, we have to change the hook. We have to change the whole, basically, the whole campaign. Um, and we have to do it quickly. And her team did not like that. They get, she got a lot of pushback. So basically we're just, what that meant is we had to change the headline. So we changed it, we changed the unique mechanism, in other words. So we changed it from uh, how to, so there's kind of two things that made makes her system unique. One of them is that she uses Zoom. So that's why we called it, you know, how to get high ticket clients with Zoom challenges. That was one thing. The other thing was that she uses, she, 
she shows you how to get these high ticket clients with Zooms, but also with a very small Facebook group. So you only need like maybe 20 to 50 people to get these high ticket clients. That was the other thing that I thought was quite cool. So I said, okay, let's change the angle. Let's make the unique mechanism. How I sign, uh, you know, eighteen thousand dollar clients with Zoom. Well, sorry, Zoom, with um, micro Facebook groups. I just made up a term, right? Micro Facebook groups. So that became the u- the new unique mechanism, micro Facebook groups. So we changed the headline. I updated the ads, wrote new copy, um, and we relaunched. And um, all of a sudden, people started opting in. <laughs> and I'm like. Uh, and I'm like, thank you know, thank God. The cost per click was actually more expensive. The cost per click was about six dollars. Just gonna make sure Olive's still asleep. She'll be in the back crying. The cost per click is um, was like six to seven dollars, more expensive than what I wanted. But people were actually opting, uh, actually opting in, and the and the that were it was like a fifty something percent opt in rate, over fifty percent. So that meant even with a seven dollar cost per click, we were getting leads for like fifteen to twenty bucks. So it was, it was really good. So that was a lot of stress off my shoulders, but now she had to kind of change her sales presentation and she was sick and that really didn't help. And she's getting pushed back from her, from her staff um, saying that, you know, we're making changes to, you know, these changes are coming too, too quickly. And I thought, well, um, this is something like, oh, I don't, I, we don't like this. And I said, well, do you like getting, you know, I thought, I thought I didn't say this, but well, you know, do you like getting paid? Because if you want to get paid, you better make these changes. Otherwise the campaign is not going to get the results that you guys want. Anyway, they, um, to their credit, they changed all the headlines and all the messaging. Um, and, uh, we went live on the Monday. So we spent a total of $16,000 and, um, uh, we, how many people did we get? I can't remember, I think it was three. Um, uh, the cost per lead ended up being about $20, $25, I think it was overall. That's with the bad, that's with the original five grand where people didn't actually opt, uh, not many people opted in. So you're probably wondering what were the results? What were the results? Okay, let me tell you what the results were in the previous campaign. She spent 15 grand, uh, yeah, 15 grand Australian and she made two, two $18,000 sales. And so that's American though. So 15 grand Australian. Um, I think it was about just under 50 grand. This one, she's, we spent about the same. So 15, it was about 16,200, I think it was in total. And we made 113 grand. So big difference. Um, and again, this is, this is the power of, of having, you know, selling something unique, right? Now, um, the other cool thing is, hang on, there's another car coming, I'm just gonna pause it. Actually, before we I go into the next, the, the, the camp, we're running another one right now, actually, we just launched it a couple of days ago, the next one. But before I go onto that, um, let's just, yeah, take a couple of steps back, because this whole series was about the power of a unique mechanism. And, um, you know, I always say, if you're earning under six figures, it's much easier to be successful if you're in a niche. So you're, you're solving a very painful and also a unique problem, right? A unique, like I give endometriosis was the example I gave the other day, right? But many coaches aren't solving a unique problem. Many, actually, many coaches aren't even solving a problem at all, which I spoke about, was it the yes, last episode or the one before? So you need to solve a very painful problem. That's the first thing. And then if, if you find yourself in a, in, in a, in a, bigger market, like higher competition, because you're not, you're not solving a unique problem, 
then you need to have a unique mechanism and that's what this whole series was about. And this is why a lot of people hire me, my clients hire me is because I know how to figure out what makes them unique and then communicate that, that in a way, like in just a few words, so that they stand out and it gives people a reason to choose them. That's the, you know, with you know, crowded market, you need a unique mechanism. It gives people a reason to choose you. It's, it's like, um, it's why, why, you know, people who want to lose weight, right? They go from diet to diet to diet. Why is that? Because each diet is really a, a new, unique mechanism, right? Because they think, oh, well, maybe I haven't lost weight because I haven't tried the beach body diet or maybe I haven't lost weight. I'll try, I'll try the juice, you know, the seven day juice diet or I'll try the Atkins diet, right? Each one is a unique mechanism and it gives people a reason to believe, oh, maybe this time will be different. You need to do that in a crowded marketplace. I mean, you, it's good to do that within, in, in, if you're in a niche anyway, but um, not, it's not imperative. But it's, it's quite difficult, right? And this is why clients hire me because you've got to be able to communicate that unique mechanism in just a few words so that people are interested because we're bombarded with so many marketing messages. messages. And so hopefully you've seen the power of that unique mechanism over the last, um, over this series. And you can have some ideas maybe for your own campaigns. So the cool thing is now that I know that this converts, this is the really fun part, right? Now that we know, okay, if we get $25 leads, um, we're gonna make about 100, you know, 100 grand around that. Now we know, look, hey, if we get leads for 50 bucks, we're still gonna double our money back, which is pretty cool. I mean, we're not gonna pay for $50 leads, but I'm just saying like, we have a good, like $25 leads is, is you know, it's up, it's on the higher end of for a five day challenge. Um, and, and so, you know, we, we we generally won't be spending more than that, which is good. So we should be getting a good return each time. Here's the other good thing. We just, we just relaunched the campaign. Doing, so we do a five day, this five-day challenge once every five, uh, five or six weeks. And the ads this time, the exact same ads, um, actually there's a, I'm just testing different images, the same ads now are getting leads for $14, right? So we've just, just for me testing a few different things, we've gone down from 25 now to $14. So we're gonna spend another 15 grand. This time, that whole amount is gonna to go to this hook, right? Not last time it was only about 10,000 that went to it because we wasted that other first, not wasted, there was people that opted in, just not that many. Um, and so about 15 grand is gonna to go to this micro Facebook group hook and also the lead cost is not $25, it's 14. So we're gonna get way, way more people, well the point is we're gonna get way more people in this five day challenge now um, because the lead cost is, you know, figured out our hook and the lead cost has come down. So very cool, so I, you know, if, if we get the same numbers, we should probably spend about 15 grand and make back 150K or more. That's if the numbers hold. Sometimes though, we don't get the exact same results. Sometimes it's a lot more, sometimes it's less, but I know that with $15 leads, we should be quite profitable and their client will be happy. And the next time we'll probably spend 30 grand. Okay, but we wanna test it. We just wanna be sure of our numbers before we scale. I do that. Now, also the other thing is like, if you hire me and my agency, we don't start like this, this client was already, you know, earning about 50 grand a month. So that's why, you know, spending five grand, 10 grand on ads is not a big deal for her. For a lot of coaches, the next, that I, that I work with, we start small, right? We can start at like a budget of $1,000, $2,000, $3,000, and we get our numbers and then we scale from there, okay? 
especially with an application campaign, you can start really low, right? You can start with just a few hundred dollars and we can see, we can test for just a few hundred dollars what gets us applications and then we scale, okay? Point is you start small, you know, you figure out what your numbers are and then you scale once you know you're profitable. All right, so with that being said, I hope you enjoyed this unique mechanism case study. I'm gonna be doing more in the future. I just, I thought this was a good starter. And um, I'll share with you other ideas that I have with client campaigns. Um, just checking while I was asleep. With client campaigns, so you can, again, see how I'm approaching these campaigns and getting results for clients. So with that being said, if you're getting value from this, what I'd love for you to do is just share it with one coach, just one other coach that you know would get value from this podcast. So hey, there's this great guy, his name's Luke. He gives away all this great, great advice for free that he should be charging thousands for, but he's a little bit insane and uh, he just likes to give value. Go check him out. His name is uh, Luke, Luke Charlton, and the podcast is called The 15 Minute Client. So if you can share it with just one coach, just email one coach right now. Say, check out this podcast, it's so good. I would absolutely love that. So we can share the love. Share the help, and then I'll see you in the next episode. See you then. Cheers.